0: You guys are you. Okay. All right. So here at Elevate, we have a tradition kind of where we say Elevate, and you guys have to respond what, what, as loud as you can, okay? All right. So we're gonna try it on the count of three. One, two, three. Elevate,
1: elevate. All right, I like it.
0: I al Hi. Okay. Me that was the me job. okay. Uh, so today is at 6 p.m. Okay, one two three that's right i was waiting for that you guys would to step standing right, let's try that again let's try that again you guys all right on the count of three okay one one two three you guys, you guys should sit down okay so we have the one one
2: I was really born a robot as a baby No real life in me I just played my role no right. self-control, I, I just did when I was told. To I got my first order, I was just a day old. But I didn't have a chance, cause my heart was way cold. My heart yeah. took the orders, It yeah. can't yeah. break them mold. So no, underbinders, and I couldn't okay. take control. So I yeah, was exactly just up, chilling in my robot okay. clothes, with my robot friends, right. and my robot flows. Our Living scene. robot ways, event. cause that's all They're I know. Till I heard I could be free from my robot soul. I'm like, why you always trying to control me? You went going my felt here, to I am a i I'm The crazy thing is I know I was a robot. You ain't never hold that a place for me to roll that. Thought I was unique. I thought that I was so happy. But I was just like the mother drowns. I was so lapped rainwash i was listening to so- the in the last The only thing I really did was pick a different life right. So I was still a drone, nothing oh, but a clone. I only knew the last cause, cause it's all that I was shown. But yeah. I've been yeah. remade, oh. my heart is no They're longer stone. When my ex game. wrote back, Snooker sing this song. Now I've been, yeah. Remade. Yeah. And I've been yeah. remade, and I'm no yeah. yeah. longer hollow. Yeah. A man can't change everything that I know. You ain't a bit that's a whole bit of strato. Getting new gummies, and me free up the fallow. Why you always trying to control me? You ain't at my post, that's the old. I'm, okay, hey, world, you know, I'm already going to send you guys off, my bad. All right. Hey, so, devil, I know you me pain, but been hey, you're and you're been
0: <laughs> All right. So, this scripture here, we always recite before we give tithes an offering. So, I want you guys to stay with me um the, at the count of 3, we're going to read Acts 20:35. 1 2 three remembering the words Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Okay, everybody bow your head and close your eyes. We're going to pray. Lord God, we thank you for this time, God, and just being able to meet with you here, Lord. I pray that you bless the students here, God, the youth. Lord, I pray that they will fall more and more in love with you and that you would bless them so that they could be a blessing onto others and onto the church, God. I thank you for what you're doing. I pray that you bless the tithes and offering. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: All right, so you guys can come up as you give.
2: The got the Harry fry. Uh, top down, praying to my Lord and Savior. Top down, top, top down. Uh, top down, praying to my Lord and Savior. Cause I wrap that winter like the month of Martin uh-huh. Take off like a high booster The game mean, leave you hanging like you missed that Uber. Can't sleep and need to wake up for your stupor. Cause the flow ain't one two, Just track, a round for the future Super. I'm on time for the winter game Just break by
3: the late winter Come on, y'all, y'all can leave your season Come on up to the front, my man Jonathan, come on
0: All right All right, all right We'd like to welcome you here up to the front just in this, as a time of worship, we're just going to use this time to get closer to God. Who loves God in here? Raise your hand. That's right. We're all going to love God in here. Okay, so for today, our first song is going to be Dancing Generation. And we're going to be the next generation to set the example. We're going to dance for the Lord. We're going to be joyful. And we're just going to love on him because he's worthy. Amen? All right. So, Father God, I just pray for this time of worship, God, that you would move so mighty that your Holy Spirit would come upon us, Lord God, that you would move in power and in all your might. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
3: Come on, clap your hands, come on. Sing it. Your mercy taught us how to dance, celebrate with all we have, and we'll dance to thank you for mercy. Your glory, touch, how to shout, lift Your name, and all the earth, and we'll shout to the praise
1: of Your glory. Let me see your flow. Yes, the overflow
3: oh, of a forgiven soul. And now that we have seen You, God, we'll see that our hearts cannot say silent, and we'll be a dancing generation.
1: Dancing because of your good mercy, Lord. Because of your good mercy, Lord. You will be a shouting generation. Shouting because of your good glory, Lord. Because of your good glory, Lord.
3: Whatever you voice, sing it out, Your mercy. Your mercy taught us how to dance. Celebrate with all we have, and we'll dance to thank You for mercy. we'll shout Your glory, us shout to shout to lift Your name and all the earth. And we'll shout to the praise of Your glory. We'll sing it. If the overflow of a forgiven soul. And now that we see you, God, we sing it out. Our uh, hearts can I say silent. And we'll be a dancing generation.
1: Dancing because of your good Lord. Because of your glory, Lord. And we'll be a shouting generation. Shouting because of your oh, because of...
3: One more time, sing your mercy, taught everybody. Here we go. Your Mercy taught us. Come on. Here we go. Your glory. Your glory taught. Don't lift up a shout. Woo!
1: Come on, see that. Won't sing us your flow. Yes, the overflow of a forgiven soul. Now that we see you, God, oh, our hearts cannot stay silent. We'll be a dancing generation, dancing because of your good mercy, Lord. Because of your good mercy, Lord, we'll be. Be a shouting generation, shouting because of joy and glory, Lord. Because of joy, go put your hands together. Come on.
3: Here we go. Y'all gotta get ready to dance in this place. Here we go. So give yourself some up room. Come on, we're about to dance. So what's going on right now? We're gonna get crazy. Come on. Here we go. Just do as I say. And if he goes to the left, then we go to the left. And if he goes to the right, and we going to the right, we're gonna jump, 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 jump. jump. Come on. we jump, 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 come on, do it again. And if he goes to the left, then we go to the left, and if he goes to the right, come on. We're gonna shout, 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 yeah! shout, shout! Here we go, do it again! And if he goes to the left and then we go, go to the right! We're gonna jump, jump,
1: jump, jump, go! Oh. jump, jump! we go, top. And if he goes to the left and then we go, on to. and if he goes to the right, go we'll shut out! Gonna shout, shout, shout! Go singing will be and will be a dancing generation dancing because of your game Lord Because of your game and she Lord One more time we'll be and will be shouting
3: Because of you, Lord. Come on, lift your hands up in the air today. God, it's not because of anything about us, God. We're imperfect. We're fallen. God, we made plenty of mistakes, and God, those mistakes are sins. But because of your great love for us, God, we can come to you. We can come to Jesus in this forgiveness that Jesus. Come on. God, we come to you right now in this place. That's how we started off. We're excited because you give us life. You bring life in this place. Come on, church. We come to you, Lord, because of your good mercy,
1: Lord. Come on, just worship Him right now. You saw so it, Lord. Because of your good mercy, Lord.
3: I'm we'll sing higher than. Higher than the mountains
1: that I face. And be stronger than the power of. Sing he's constant. Yeah, As he's constant through the trials and the change. One thing, we remain. i sing your love. Your love never fails and never gives up. Never runs out on me. Your love never fails and never gives up. Never runs out on me. Your love, Your love. never fails and never gives up. Never
3: runs out on me. Your love. Who sing higher than every voice.
1: Higher than the mountains I face Yes, he's stronger than the power of the grave We'll sing his constant Yes, he's constant through the trials and the saints One thing One thing Remains One thing One thing Your love never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love never fails, never gives up, never runs down on me. Your love, oh because on and on every voice. Because on and on and on and on it goes, yes it overwhelms and satisfies my soul, and I'll never ever have to be afraid, it's one Sing it to him right now. It never runs out on me. Your love. Oh, come on, just a voice, just sing it out. Your love. Your love never fails. It never gives up. Never runs out on me. Your love it never, never fails. fails. It never gives up. Never runs out on me. At times. Your love never fails.
3: See, the reason why we can talk about love in this place is because God is love. We're starting a new sermon series today. And before we get into anything, before we move any further and we get into the word, because God has so much in store for us, I want you guys to experience love on your own. Come on, with all eyes closed in this place. Man, sometimes we just have it all wrong. And it's okay to be wrong. We think we know what love is and we're so drawn to it the concept of the idea of love. Everybody needs to have it. You can almost see somebody who's going through their life without love. They start acting differently. They start turning to different things to get that attention because they're just not receiving love. Come with all eyes closed in this place an attitude of worship. I believe that God is love. How do we know that? You know, the Bible says that God is love. And the Bible also says that for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in Jesus will never perish but have everlasting life. You see, I believe the reason and the place to start is believing in Jesus. Come on, you guys want to believe in love? You guys want to know love? Right now, with all eyes closed in this place, we're turning to Jesus. That's all it is. You got to get your mind on Jesus. You can't get your mind on how you see love and what people have done to you. Come on. Think about this. Love describes as this. A man coming into this world who was perfect, who was blameless, who was spotless, lived a good life, helped people. He healed people. He fed the needy. He healed the sick. Come on. He opened blinded eyes. Come on. He casted out demons. That man, Jesus Christ came and died on a cross for your sins so that you may know him. Let's start there, church. Come on, let's start there, Elevate. God, we want to know you in this place. This next song is called Take It All. The words are pretty easy to follow, but as we sing this, I want you guys to sing it from your heart. Come on, in order for God to fill you up with love, you got to let go whatever you think you're calling love. Come on. All eyes closed in this place right now. God, we empty ourselves of what we think we know what love is. Anything but you, God, it doesn't matter, it doesn't hold, it's not the same. Come on, fill us up with your love right now with all arms. Come on, lift it up in this place. God, fill us with your love right now. Because we believe that if we'll see Jesus, we'll never be the same. Come on.
1: You can take it all, take it all, all, and just give
3: me Jesus. And just give me Jesus. We'll sing it out. Well, you can take it all, take it all. And just
1: give me Jesus. And just give me. Oh, every voice, sing it out. Well, you can take it all, take it all. And just give me Jesus. Just give me, oh, sing it out. You can take it all, take it all, and just give me, give me, Jesus. Oh, just give me Jesus. You're what we want, Lord. You're all you want, oh God, oh, just give me Jesus, and oh, I want to see you, Lord. I want to look in your eyes, to see you face to face, to see you face to face, oh Lord. Come on, cry out for the Lord right now. He's here. He's here. He's right now. Go. You. We cry to We cry to Lord. Whenever you want to sing, you can take it all. You can take it all. You can take it all. And just give me, Jesus. And just give me. That's all we want to sing it out. We you can take it all Take it all, all And just give me Every voice, sing it out Sing it out Whoa, you can take it all Just give me just Give me Jesus Oh, you can take it all Take it all Just give me Jesus Just give me Jesus Sing it all my And all my Devotion Belong Time and all oh my, all oh my, oh, yeah, to this bed. All oh my, all oh my devotion
3: belongs to this bed. Sing it I want the other I don't want any other
1: lover I don't want any other lover
3: I don't want any other lover lover. we'll sing it out I don't want for Jesus you satisfy in this place Jesus, we don't have to turn to anyone or anything else. You satisfy. Come on. Let me satisfy you right now. I don't want any other lover. I don't want any
1: other lover. Let me satisfy you so you don't want any other lover. I don't want any any other lover, we well, can take it all, take it all, all, and just give me, Jesus. Just give me, we well, can take it all, we take it all, all, and just give me. Just give me one more time, sing it out. We can take it all, take it all. Just give me Jesus. Just give me, we'll sing out and all my and all my devotion. It belongs to this man Sing, oh my devotion to
3: this Oh my, oh Everything that makes me up, oh Lord You know it, God you know, Lord, all my devotion, it belongs to you. I don't care what people say. I'm crazy in love. And all, and all my
1: devotion, it belongs to you, Lord. Oh, yeah, yeah. And all, all my devotion, all my feelings. Everything that I wanted in life, come on, it belongs to you, Lord. Sing it out, my, and my people, it belongs to you. Come on, tell them, you can take it all, yeah. Well, you can take it all, you take it all. Just give me Jesus. Just give me Jesus. Oh, where well you can take it all. You take it all. Give me Jesus. Oh, come on, right now, your own words begin to worship him. Come on, we we'll sing out to you. You can take it all. My relationships, all my failures. Everything I messed up, God, you can take it all. Oh, Whoa. Whoa, everything I want to do, the relationship I'm in now, God, you can take it all. Come on, and tell them, you can take it all. You can take it
3: all. Come on, in closing right now, I don't know if you have surrendered anything yet but that song really encourages you to let go of some things come on we're going to be talking a lot these next coming weeks about sex and sexual sin and I believe that's something that has affected us all willingly or unwillingly voluntarily or involuntarily it's affected us all And whether right now you find yourself on the opposite side of the boat, or you may feel ashamed, we're going to get into that today. I just want to encourage you as this night goes on, I just pray by the power of the Holy Spirit right now, that God will begin to work in your hearts right now. God, I just pray right now that your Holy Spirit, God, will touch people's hearts we're not doing this for show, but I believe right now, God, your Holy Spirit's at work, and you're ripping things from people's hearts, God. And it's only possible because you are doing it. It's not by some man. It's not because of some song, but because you're doing it. Come on, in an attitude of worship and in prayer, I just want to encourage you that this night's going to be filled with a lot of surrender. You know what that means? It's just saying, like, God, I give up. God, you can have it. But it's not gonna come easy. said, there's gonna be a fight and the devil wants you to lose. He's gonna wanna put all these thoughts in your head and your mind. You don't have to do this, it's a church. It's weird. They don't listen to them. They're just making things up. They just want you to be like them. God loves you. God designed you. and God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And the Bible says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy that. And when we have our own desires and wants, and it's not founded in who God is, it rips us from God, and it brings a whole bunch of pain and suffering. And it brings a whole bunch of issues Come on, keep in that attitude right now. I believe that God is wanting you to surrender. And what that looks like is basically saying, God, I'm done running. I'm done trying to figure it out. I'm done trying to figure out what I am, what I'm supposed to be. God, I'm surrendering it to you. God, I'm done trying to figure out who I'm supposed to be with. If I'm not supposed to get in this relationship, God, I'm surrendering it to you. Come on. Before we move on, I'm just going to give you a couple more seconds. I believe some of you guys needed that right there. God, just rip us from what we have in our hearts right now that's not of you. Bring us closer to Jesus because we know that if we'll see, Jesus we will never, ever be the same. God, we just pray right now by the power of your Holy Spirit. God, you, you touch on people's hearts today. But God, whatever they need to surrender, God, they'll let go and they wouldn't make excuses for it. Whether it's a relationship, God, you're calling them to give up. Come on. God, whether it's something that they're holding on to, an addiction, God, pray in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that I be broken off in Jesus' name. Come on, guys, about 30 more seconds. Whatever it is, surrender. Come on. I'm just going to play the guitar. Whatever it is, every person, from band YouTube 2 whatever it is, surrender right now. God, we surrender. Come on, 10 more seconds, whatever it is, come on. God, we just pray that in this place, God, to be filled with your glory, with your Holy Spirit's power. God, to pray for every person in this place, that, God, your spirit would rest upon them, that, God, they'll know by tonight, that, God, something different is happening in their life. God, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, you start that work. You start that work in every person in this place. Holy Spirit, lay your hand on the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. God, so that when they go out, Father, and leave this place, God, the testimony of your power has struck them so hard that people are going to know something's different with that girl. Something's different with that guy. Holy Spirit, start now. Start now. We surrender this service to you, God. We love you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, come on and say amen. Just in this attitude of prayer, this is what we're going to do. Generally, I'd have a piano player to play piano, make it sound cool in the background, but I don't. only got two hands, and I'm using them to talk. So what we're going to do, we're going to move from the place of worship. We're going to go over here, and we're going to take a seat, and we're going to get your Bibles out. Cool? We're going to get into this series, Jesus is Bringing Sexy Back. So you guys can begin to make your way back to your seat in attitude of prayer, and get some light music in the background. Test one, two, three. Okay. This is hot. Bring it down just a little bit. Amen. Just a little bit more. Bring this down. Bring this mic down. Just the one, two, three, one, two, three, one. That's perfect. That's good. That's good. This sermon series, we're about to go on just a little bit lower because I can talk loud. I'll talk loud. Testing one, two, three. Okay, listen a little bit right there. That's good. I'll try to keep it at this tone because this is more like a sexy tone. Like, hey, what's up? Like, very White, hey, what's good? Right, 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 Jeremiah, All right, yeah, amen. We're entitled to this series, Jesus is Bringing Sexy Back. I got this from a pastor in Seattle. His name is Judah Smith, and he is a man of God. And when I first heard this, I'm just like, Jesus is bringing sexy back. The first thing that came to my mind was the Justin Timberlake song, 2006. Do we have the track for me ready to go? Cynthia, play that track. Ah, uh, we don't have it. I thought we did. Okay, we don't have it. But you guys know what song I'm talking about, right? Okay, we don't have to sing it in the church, okay? But you guys know, and I was thinking to myself, like, how can you talk? Or how can you come up with a series like that? And I began to listen to it, and I'm just like, whoa, that's powerful. So I wanted to share it. I wanted to do it. So we're doing it in this place. Here at the church, we tried our hardest to make this campus look sexy. I don't know if you noticed, but we got the red and the vi- the yet pink i was gonna say yellow and the red and the bed if that doesn't spell sexy i don't know what does but what we are going to be doing we're going to get into the bible the word of god and these couple of next couple sermons we're going to be getting into the old testament looking at six hebrew words and i believe that these six hebrew words describe six stages of sexual sin And as we get into each one, we're going to be looking at the story of Samson and Delilah. Samson was a strong man and Israelite champion. He was used of God, but then comes this woman by the name of Delilah. When we refer to her, we're just going to use it in breathy tones. Okay, so Samson and Delilah. Yeah, that seems cool, All right? We're just going to do it because I like it like that, okay, man? Hallelujah. And so here comes this woman, and she was a Philistine, and she tempts Samson. And along the way, we're going to highlight these six words because I believe it highlights and it brings up something in today's society, today's um youth and culture about sexual sin. Amen. And this is not something lightly. You know, I I believe this is something big. If you look at high schools alone, there was a survey done all across the nation, and they said this. They asked, what is the biggest challenge students face on campus? I want you to think about that. What is the biggest challenge students face on campus? There was a list of several things. One was peer pressure, drugs and alcohol, sexual compromise, scholastic pressure, the pressure you deal with having to get good grades and all that, and depression. Do you know what was the number one? Unanimously, sexual compromise. Unanimously. After that followed peer pressure, after that drugs and alcohol, after that scholastic pressure, and then depression. But you see, a nationwide survey in our high schools, teens are coming up and saying, Man, you know, one of the biggest challenges that we face is this. Man. So I'm thinking to myself, like, man, if this is something that you guys face with on a daily basis, let's not just say it's just Mondays on a bad day, daily basis, why can't we talk about it? That's why Jesus is bringing, he's bringing sexy back. You might be thinking, why do we have a bed in our church? We took off some chairs, we put up the candles, the roses, the petals, everything, right? These are actually my sabanas, so I'm not sure how sexy they are, but you know what I'm trying, right? Right? <laughs> Pass around you got a sexy bed. No, no, no. See, the idea of, of, of sex, when we think about it, we think about it as, you know, something holy, something good. But the world has somewhat perverted it. And we look at sex as something like just like, hey, let's get it on, just whatever. If I feel it, mm, let's do it. You know, we all had that desire and push and God made us like that. I want you right now, turn with me to Genesis chapter two, and we're going to get into the word of God. This is actually the first mention of sex. Okay. So I figured we're going to get into it. Genesis two, verse 22, and I'm going to read from the new King James um, version. I like their English. We're going to highlight some things. Amen. Hallelujah. Wait for the pastor to get there. Hold up. Wait a minute. Hallelujah. Genesis 2, 22. If you're there, say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and read the word of God. Verse 22. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into woman. And he brought her to the man. Verse 23, and Adam said, this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woe man, because she was taken out of man. See, here we go. The first mention of sex, verse 24. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. That's more than hugging. And they shall become one flesh. That's more than holding hands. Okay? Right there, joined to his wife and shall become one flesh is actually referring to intercourse. It's talking about sex. You see? And I would like to say that God is for sex. See, in the right context. Let's keep on reading. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Here it is. And they were both naked. Let's stop there. And they were both naked. I would like to suggest that God is for nudity. Okay? In the right context. You see what follows next. And they were both naked. The man and his. I us say that again. The man and his wife and they were not ashamed. You see in this passage we get the we learn of sex, we know what it is, we get the definition of how it works, and the Bible also mentions shame. You see because done in God's context, then God's way, then in God's plan, there is no shame. But today indeed there is a lot of shame because people have engaged in sex. I don't know about you, but this is a little bit of my testimony. Being in high school, I mean, I kept myself pure for the most part. I struggled with uh, pornography. And even up to the senior year, being with a girl who wasn't my wife, sleeping with her, having sex. Man. Man. It's everywhere. Let's be honest. You go into the schools, it's going to be everywhere. Guys, women, they're going to dress in such a way where it's more like, oh, my gosh, like it has you thinking. Ladies, it's the same way. It is the same way. They were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. You see, we're going to talk about that. Because when we talk about this issue, it brings up a lot of shame for people. Don't like talking about it. It's like, man, I messed it up. And it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your sexual orientation. Because let's be honest, it's not just people having sex outside of marriage. Now there's homosexuality you have to talk about. And we're going to discuss it in this place and how God intended sex. Amen. We have to look at it at his standards. You see, I believe that somehow along the way, the church and sex have somehow been dissociated. That somehow, that the church, yeah, yeah, people in the church who are married have sex, but we don't talk about it as much. Because it's kinky, it, it's kind of, it's really like, you know, ah you really don't want to get into it because you have to explain a lot, and you just don't want to explain because you're always cautious of how you're saying it. And, and so we really don't get into it. And so we've kind of given sex over to them. Them being people who are not believers in Christ. And now them, they have become the sexy folk. And God's people, which is ironic, we worship the God who invented sex. Hello? So I think it's important for us to talk about it. God invented it. Think about it. God had a plan for it. He has thoughts on it. And every time we talk about the subject, I think it's important to consider and what he has to say. Amen. And when I started thinking about this term, sexy, Jesus is bringing sexy back. He's bringing sexy back. I said this to my leadership. I said, hey, guys, I'm doing a sermon on Jesus bringing sexy back. Some of them were just like, I don't know. And and I started thinking about this sermon. If you look it up in the dictionary, it has a definition. I was sorely disappointed. It has alluring, sensual. And to ascribe that to God is really insulting. It's really insulting. But then I really started thinking about the word. God invented sex. How can God not be the sexiest? Come on now. We worship the sexiest being in the planet. He invented it. That pretty much puts you at the top of the list. Hello? God made it. He has a plan for it. He made it for us to enjoy it. And we need to find out what God's purpose, plan, his thoughts, and his... Consider this. Why did God create? Why did he invent sex? Think about it. Why did he do it? He invented it. We find the first mention of it, God was involved. God and sex, they go hand in hand. Think about it. Why did he invent sex in the first place? You see, like anything in the word of God, taken out of context can become an object of worship. Oh yeah, sex can become people's idols. How about this? I'll give you an example. Even food can be people's idols. Take, for example, a hamburger. Oh, yeah, yeah. It can become an idol in someone's life. You see, instead of living to eat, people begin to eat to live. Did I say that right? Instead of eating to live, people begin to live to eat. Anything taken out of context can simply become an object of worship see, what does the Bible say? When you start to worship sex, you know what sex promises you? If it becomes an idol, it promises you disappointment. It promises you embarrassment. It promises you shame. So I think there's a shifting that needs to happen in our hearts and in our minds to how we view this. No more like we can't talk about it. It's only for those people. No, you know. You look at married people like, oh, Joe has three kids. He must have done it three times. No. I believe that in the church, the church has the best sex. They do because it's between one man and a wife. And there is no shame. There is no shame. There is no regrets. There is no, I can't believe I did that. What am I going to do now? God blesses it. It's for our enjoyment. God wants you to have sex, man, and his wife. Don't leave here this place. My pastor told me he wants me to have sex. What? A man and his wife in that context. You see, when you start looking at this, I started thinking, like, man, if we're going to talk about sex, how should we approach it? See, this is the intro sermon. Next week, we're going to get into the story of Samson and Delilah. And we're going to really break down those words. And it's going to hit us hard but i started thinking about it like man what is the purpose of us talking about sex is it to start relationships so that you guys can have boyfriends and girlfriends is that the purpose of it you see when you talk when you talk about sex you have to realize that some people are doing it wrong sexual sin has affected us all i got some crazy stats they're really shocking i'm not sure if they're helpful but they're shocking okay did you know that 72% of 18 year olds to 36 year old men have viewed pornography within the past month? 72%. Whoa! And the church, oh, that's not us, all those people, them. You know what? Let's bring it back to church. Let's look at us. 56% of American pastors within the past year have viewed pornography. Shocking! What? Can this happen? You see, when we talk about this series, Jesus is bringing sexy back. We can't just say, oh, that's for the pervert. That's for the porn addict. That's for the lesbian. That's for the gay person. That's for them. Let's be honest. It's for us. I started looking to the the New Testament because I truly believe that any sexual sin, Jesus is the antidote. Come on and say amen to that. Jesus is the solution. The person of Jesus is the solution. So what do you do? Begin looking through the New Testament. And I started seeing examples of how Jesus was moved to compassion. Elevate. I think that's where we got to start. Move to compassion. We cannot be tiptoed around this subject. Be like, that's not me, dude. You're weird. You're sick. I can't believe that you're gross. But we all have to come to the table and say, hey, that's me. Did you know that there are 200 million sex slaves in this world? 300,000 of which are children. Voluntarily or involuntarily, willingly or unwillingly. We're all involved. We all have been affected. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the solution. Nothing else, my friends. Not having more sex, doing it. That won't fix the problem, the hole in your heart. Jesus will. So I'm praying and saying, God, how can you use this? How can you bring people who are dealing with this here? And God, how can you shine your light on this so that there's freedom? So that there's freedom. To be honest, when I was with uh, that girl in that relationship... I remember how ashamed I was because it started somewhere. It just didn't start having sex with the girl. We started somewhere and and things got out of control. And I remember when I gave myself, when I joined myself to this woman, I remember that at that point in time I was going to church, I was in youth group, and I was just like, I can't believe I just messed it up. And I felt so ashamed and I remember coming to youth group that Friday after doing it. I'm just like, oh my gosh. I hope he doesn't say anything. Oh, he's talking about sex. Oh, because oh, the Holy Spirit was bringing unto life. And God wanted to heal me. But I was so ashamed to come up and say, hey, this is me. Not Adam. Not the one who has it all together. His parents went to church. He grew up in church. Not him. Yeah, him. Yeah, you. So no matter where you are, I believe Jesus is. Is a solution. And I believe that Jesus is calling us to compassion. Amen. Jesus is the solution. There's a story in the New Testament. If we're going to be talking about sex, let's stick with that subject. There is this woman who is the equivalent of uh almost a porn star, the, the equivalent of someone who is involved in sex, an adulterer sleeping around, prostitute. This woman comes to Jesus. But not just any day. See, Jesus, the Bible says in Luke, I believe, chapter 7, Jesus was hanging out with some pastors. There were some Pharisees there, and he was having intellectual conversations about God. He was talking about the Word. And here comes this prostitute. You can just imagine it. Here are these people of, of respect. Here are these people who honor God. Here is Jesus, God, in the flesh. I think whenever we approach this subject, we got to see how Jesus responds in these subjects. we got to see how Jesus responds to the most shocking things in our mind. Because think about it. If a prostitute were to walk into this place with her clothes almost coming off, sitting down, we'd be like, whoa, what are you doing here? you got to get out of this place. This place ain't for you. What did Jesus do? What was Jesus' response? They were sitting at a table. They were having or sharing a meal. These pastors, these Pharisees, these people of of the law—they were talking about it. And here comes this prostitute off the street, and comes directly and falls to her feet to the feet of Jesus. And they're thinking to themselves, like, "What in the world is she doing here?" They were about ready to kick her out. They were about ready to say things that, like, offend her. like, woman, you have no place in here." They were about to call her out and tell it how it is. You chose that life, and Jesus. Doesn't do anything. The woman begins to come to her feet and begins to weep. She then takes out her her prostitute perfume and she begins to pour the oil, she begins to pour it at the feet of Jesus. And at this point, it like, Whoa, what's going on? Jesus needs to stop. And Jesus is like, No. And she's pouring it out. And to think that that's how crazy it's going to get, she begins to take her hair and begins to wipe his feet. With her hair. Wow. Jesus doesn't get up kick her. Like what are you doing? Him being God. You think he had all the right. You think about sin. And how it separates you from God. And he was there. And he knew her life. He knew everything about her. He didn't kick her away. But I believe that Luke 7.47 says it plainly. You guys open up your Bibles there. And I believe if we can get that in our hearts today. When talking about sexual Sin, I believe it will bring freedom into our hearts. Luke 7, verse 47. And it says it like this. Jesus' response, he says, Therefore, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much. Wow. Wow. Jesus, you're not going to tell her that, man, I can't believe you did that. You're not going to give her the lecture like she should have known better. God, you didn't give her the lecture like she's not involved. She's not supposed to be in your presence. Therefore, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much. Wow. Jesus' reaction wasn't. Typical of what we can expect. See, there are people today who are involved, who are dealing with these things. And when they come and they share, on the end of that response, on the end of them share, they've got a long gasp and a dropped mouth like, I can't believe it. I can't believe you. You did what? You need to get right church, I believe that Jesus was so moved to compassion that he was forced to help. You know, in the Bible, in the New Testament, there are five examples, and there are probably they were sure there were more, but five stories in which Jesus had compassion. He felt compassion in which he was forced to be involved. I think when Jesus looks at this subject, he doesn't sit back and say, you should have known better and wait for you to respond. But he's so moved to compassion that he gets in it. Church, I think we need to be like Jesus. I think we need to get involved. Not just you going to help somebody, but you getting somebody along the way and say, help me, I need help. Because we're all involved. We've all had this issue. You're dying in your mind. You're dying in your emotions. You're locked up, incarcerated in perversion, and there's no help. You're dying to yourself. And Jesus is so moved to help you. Jesus is moving into your life right now, and I believe by the Holy Spirit, he's knocking on your heart. He's making a way. I say, listen, this is for you. This is for you. Luke eighteen. Luke eighteen nine. Let's start off this series with compassion. Jesus, move us to compassion. Jesus, move us to compassion. God, move us from our silence that is killing us. Move us away from the darkness. God, help us. Luke 18, 9. You see, when we think about this and you begin to tell others, and you begin to get people involved, you see, don't have a righteous, holier than thou attitude. See, if I had that, I wouldn't have told you the things that I messed up. But I messed up plenty, guys. Even after being saved, come on. But God said, "I'm not done with you." Luke eighteen nine. When we see it, we cannot say that's not me. Oh, see, Jesus is bringing sexy back. That's from my neighbor. <laughs> My neighbor, the guy, he's sleeping around with all these girls. I'm not sure if it's his wife, but has all these women in and out. That's Jesus bringing sex back. That's for him. That's that's for my friend because he has all these girls. He thinks he's a pimp. <laughs> that's for him. No, you need to begin to see yourself. You need to begin to see yourself in this. Luke 18:9 it says it like this. It's talking about two people. Someone who was righteous and a tax collector says two men went up to the temple to pray. One, a Pharisee, a religious man, a man who claimed to know about God, would, would go out to the corners and pray and say, I know God. And he says this, one, a Pharisee and the other, a tax collector, a sinner. People knew that those people were corrupted. Verse 11, the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. He said, God, I am thank you that I'm not like other men. And he begins to say, God, I thank you that I'm not like an extortioner, unjust adulterer, or even like this tax collector. God, I thank you that I'm not like them, church, that cannot be us. But I feel that many of us, in order to like hide the shame we put up this front, like, not me. Like, who wants prayer today? Not me. I don't deal with this. This is something I should get involved with. That's not me. God, I'm not like that person. Look how the tax collector prayed. Verse 13 it said this: "And the tax collector standing afar off would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. You see, when we read that in, in its original context in the original language in the Greek, I think it's a little bit uh, cheapened the original language. It says it like this. It says, God, be merciful to me, the sinner' god i'm the one see many of us we come to church and we say god you know what yeah i got saved i no longer do that i'm not as bad as so and so i don't do this i'm not as bad i don't sin as much but this man broke and saying god have mercy on me a sinner church i think that should be us elevate i think that should be us when we talk about this guess what these next couple of weeks are going to be intense And you're going to feel it almost in this place. Like, man, I feel like there's there's something intense going on. Like, there's a a war, there's fighting going on. I believe the enemy wants to condemn you. I believe the enemy wants to bring shame into your life. I believe the enemy wants to confuse you to God's plans and purposes, to sex and what he has for you. I believe that as we talk about this, Jesus, oh, but Jesus. I believe that Jesus is going to come on here in this place and begin to touch people's heart. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, chains are going to be broken off. Guys, we have to see ourselves in this equation. You have to see yourself in this. Why was Paul such an effective minister? You know, the New Testament, three quarters of the New Testament, your Bible was written by a man named Paul. This man, Paul, I'll give you the short story. This man, Paul, was an accuser. This man was a murderer. This man was the type of man... That would kill Christians, he hated Jesus. Open up your Bibles in closing to first Timothy first Timothy one fifteen If I can get Lawrence on the keys first Timothy one. 15 on this place God has a purpose for your life and this is an issue that we must talk about and I would rather you guys have come here with questions come here. With everything that you have to share, the secret things about you that maybe even your friend doesn't know. Hello. Not even your best friend would know. God knows. God knows. There was no hiding from God. You see, when we talk about pornography, when we talk about the addictions, it is not exclusively unto men. This isn't something that just men deal with. It's also involved women. And I tell you what, Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the one that will get you to that place of shame and bring you into that place of love. We sing songs of love. I wanted to get in your heart that this is who he is. It's who he is. For some who've never get into it, you're probably curious about it. You have all these questions. I believe that now is the time to learn. Now is the place to say, hey, God, mold my heart to what you want. 1 Timothy 1, 15. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of who I am chief. Man. Why was Paul so effective in reaching people? Why was Paul so effective in going out and preaching the word of God and things happening? People were giving their life to God because Paul saw himself as one. See, there's no room for imagination. There's no room for wishful thinking in the Bible. See, what Paul says is this. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Jesus Christ came into this world to save sinners. Of who I am chief I am the least sinner I'm the worst one God It's me This man who wrote three-fourths of the New Testament Went on to the great things for God Say, said God it's not just them It's me In closing right now Would you stand to your feet I don't want to embarrass you I'm not going to call you, I believe that God is doing that right now by, the, by His Holy Spirit, and I believe this entire series, listen to me, this entire series is set up in such a way that these issues will be brought up. They will be brought up. the secret things we're ashamed to talk about, that we haven't talked about. Church, I think it's time for us to get involved. Elevate. It's time for you to get involved. Not just get involved in somebody else's life. When you see them walk by, just do nothing about it. But also get somebody involved in your life. And start somewhere. Seeing yourself like, hey, this is me too. Amen. All eyes closed in this place. We know, God, that your grace is sufficient for all who believe. God, we know that your love is goes out to all people. It wasn't exclusive to the few. Your word says that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. So God, in this place, God, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would search our hearts. That God, when we address this issue, we wouldn't put it off and say it's just them. God, we wouldn't say it's just for the porn addict. It's just for the adulterer. It's just for those who have sex outside of marriage. It's for me. That, God, you would move me so much, God, that I will see myself in this. God, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, you just touch people's hearts. Listen, when we talk about sexual sin, when we talk about these things, it hits close to home. It hits close to home. Listen, if I was to mentioning something that, man, that's me, Adam. I'm ashamed, man, and I'm I've done some things that were wrong, man, Adam. I should've known better, man. You know what? I messed up. I'm caught in this place, and no one can help me. Jesus is the answer. With all eyes closed in this place, this is what I'm saying. If you're saying, man, Jesus, I want you to start in me. Here, God, I want you to start in me. I want you to heal my heart. God, I don't want to be the same. God, I want you to do this in me now. But well, this is what I'm going to have you do. If you're saying that, God, you want, I want you to heal me. And how I view sex sexually, God, in my mind. God, I'm dying. That's what I want you to do. I want you to slip up your hand on a count of three. Just slip it up and then put it back down. Okay? We're going to close out in prayer. I want us to seek God. But I want you in this place to know that you're not alone. That God sees you right now. That his reaction to you is the same way of the prostitute. <laughs> it's the same way how he treated her. He didn't kick her off the church to get out of here. You're not good enough. But he says unto her. As many as she has loved, as many as she has sinned, she has been forgiven. Forgiven. That's a good place to be, church. That's a good place to be, elevate. So here we go on the count of three. One, if that's you, if God's touching your heart, he's putting you back into that place, He say, hey, listen, I want to heal this in you. You're not alone. Whether you deal with pornography, sex outside of marriage, Two. Whether you're confused in your sexual orientation, you don't know what's going on, it wasn't your choice, you're saying, I don't know what to do. Three. Jesus is the answer. Come on, lift your hand up, bring it back down. Come on. Lift your hand up, amen, amen. Hands going up, bring it back down. We'll slip it up and bring it down. Come on, amen. Hands going up in this place. Come on, amen. Here's what we're going to do. We're just going to close out in prayer, guys like we talked about in worship, it's surrendering unto God. Man, I'm excited. Listen, there's going to be a battle these next couple of days, these next couple of weeks. We're talking about this. The devil's not excited about it because people are going to get set free. People are going to be forgiven all because of Jesus Christ. And you're going to walk out of this place, look back 15 years down the road. I never had sex outside of marriage. I never looked at pornography. God healed me in that place. And that would be you. It starts today. Man, I was so confused. I thought this was what my life was supposed to be. But God, He healed me. I was never the same. God, right now we surrender to you. Come on, elevate. As Lawrence plays the piano right now, just begin to surrender unto the Lord. Come on. We give it to you in this place. Holy Spirit, we can't do this on our own. God, we surrender. Whatever those things in your heart, you slip your hand up, you know who you are. There's no shame in this place. Come on, the Holy Spirit is here. God is here. He's not ashamed of you. Come on. You can tell God about this. He already knows. Come on, some of you guys are experiencing freedom. Some of you guys are experiencing healing right now. Come on, madam, it's not as bad as some other people. I just lust. God wants to heal that. Come on. well, madam, it's not that bad. You know, I just, I do this once in a while because I have to. I'm a guy. I'm a girl. I need to. God wants to heal your heart. Come on. God, we're dying in our minds and in our emotions. We're locked up, incarcerated in perversion. But you, Jesus, you forgive us our sins. God, I pray that every person in this place, God, would experience your joy, your love, your freedom. God, do it. Let it start. And Father, may the testimony be that as you do it for them, they may share that with others. Come on, just a couple moments more. In Jesus' name. Some of us are experiencing freedom in this place. When you can have the